Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. This episode of Intuitive Bites podcast is brought to you by my online intuitive eating courses. Take your food and body healing journey to the next level with these self-paced online courses. If you're brand new to this topic, check out my Introduction to Intuitive Eating course. If you're looking for something more comprehensive that talks about body image healing, health at every size, and intuitive eating, check about my Food Freedom 101 course. And if you're a professional in this space looking to learn more about how to do this work with your clients, but also how to do this work for yourself, check out my anti-diet approach course for professionals. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Intuitive Bites. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of Intuitive Bites. For the show today, I'm chatting with Amanda Martinez-Beck, who is the author of Lovely, How I Learned to Embrace the Body God Gave Me. And you also may know her from Instagram as Your Body is Good. So Amanda and I are talking about the, basically we're talking about a popular post of hers that talked about the downward spiral of internalized fat phobia. So in this episode, we talk about what internalized fat phobia is and how it causes harm. Um, We also talk about a few other things, including her thoughts on all of the weight gain in um, quarantine memes um, and just some other things related to that. So I'm excited to share this episode with you guys. Um, Also wanted to let you know that I am hosting another monthly body image and intuitive eating Q&A webinar um, on Saturday, June 20th at 11 a.m. Eastern time. And it's only $10 to register and you can ask whatever questions you want to bring with you. Um, So if you're interested in that, you can go to the link in my bio on Instagram. Uh, My Instagram is at the intuitive underscore RD. And you'll be able to register from there. Um, And then finally, if you haven't heard, I am releasing my book called The Intuitive Eating Plan on June 30th. um, And you can pre-order that now. So you can also find that via the link in my bio or you can go to my website and order it from there. All right, guys, let's go ahead and listen to my conversation with Amanda. All right, Amanda, we are good to go. So how can you tell um, everyone a little bit about yourself and just kind of the work that you do? Yeah, I am a fat activist and I Instagram under the name Your Body is Good. My um, work started when I wrote a blog in 2015 about fatness when a doctor called me fat. And I realized that people were so scared of that word. Um, I got it. It went 
viral for me back when my blog was read by like 16 people and my mom. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I started uh, writing just about the experience of living in a fat body in a culture that's hostile to fatness. And um, I do a lot of doodling on my Instagram account about fat acceptance. And then my first book came out in 2018. It's called Lovely, How I Learned to Embrace the Body God Gave Me. And I, I write a lot about the intersection of faith and fatness. Mm -hmm. And I have a podcast called Fat and Faithful that I co-host. So um, kind of doing a ton. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of hats that I wear, but um, really my desire is just for people to know that um, every single body is good. And mm -hmm. fatness does not take away from that. That's amazing. Um, what were like your original influences? Like you said that you kind of wrote that blog blog post. Did that really fully just like come from like your experience, or like were there other influences at that time as well? So I'm um, interesting in that I kind of came to a lot of my understanding of fat acceptance on my own. Um, <clears throat> just from my experience as a fat woman and I'm Catholic and Catholic church teaches that the people on the margins are the most valuable in society. I'm not saying that Catholics actually live that out a lot of the time, uh -huh. but, um, that, 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 that at our core human body is good, no matter how, um, able or, thin it is, how well it is, that um, weakness is not, does not determine worth. Um, rather, we, we prize weakness because um, might does not make right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the weak um, are the most valuable um, to God. So kind of transferring that onto a fatness perspective, mm -hmm. if if the purpose of my body isn't thinness, if the purpose of my body isn't health, how, what is the purpose of my body? And basically it's to have relationships with other people and That's anybody, no, no matter how big your body, no matter how able, um, no matter how sick people have relationships with each other. Um, and after I started investigating, like I started writing about that from a faith perspective, I connected with um, Jay Nicole Morgan, who wrote the book Fat and Faithful. Um, and she really introduced me to the whole world of fat acceptance. So she's kind of like my, uh, my gateway drug. <laughs> um, and now she's one of my best friends and we host the Fat and Faithful podcast together. So Wow. That's so cool. It's also, as you're talking, it's making me think of like, you know, you're kind of talking about this idea that like our purpose is like to connect with other people. And I feel like that's such a good message right now mm -hmm. in this, these strange times that we're in. I feel like that's becoming so apparent in the way that people are kind of being really led to find creative ways to connect with their loved ones in ways that like we could have been doing before, but we're like, we're, we're just feeling like a sense of scarcity, I think in connection. So we're really trying to get creative to, to connect with our, the people we care about. Mm -hmm. I love that you brought up the word creative because I believe that 
Creativity is the key. I think that the answer to every problem in the world exists inside humans in seed form. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, as much as I wish this wasn't happening, I am interested in seeing the creative power of humans come out um, yeah. of, of this time. Just similarly to how it did in the Great Depression with the, um, the uh, works public works administration, like creativity <laughs> uh, <laughs> saves us <laughs> um, and, and unites us. So, and that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I think I've seen a ton of memes about social quarantining leading to weight gain. Mm. The thoughts that I have on that are number one, I am already fat <laughs> and I'm still experiencing this social quarantine. And so whether or not my body changes, I have to figure out how to live in a fat body socially isolated. Um, and that's, that's actually a time where the internal demons begin to speak, you know, like, mm -hmm. like I talk about in yeah. the post that I have my downward spiral of internalized fat phobia. Yes. So, um, even though I wish that it weren't a problem, I still, after several years of work, am tempted to, to spiral down when I'm not in a good place. And social quarantining is a great, <laughs> a great time for me not to be in a good place. Right, right. Um, I feel like that's, that's a helpful message as well, just to like say that like, even after, because I feel like, you know, so many people have this perception of like, okay, I'm going to like do this work around, you know, I don't know, working on my internalized fat phobia or healing from diet culture or healing my relationship to food or whatever way or, or all these different facets. Um, and the expectation is kind of you get to the other side and like you never deal with it again. But I feel like it's really important to bring up that like, yeah, when like you're in weird times, like that stuff bubbles to the surface because that's still a part of your story. Yeah. And you find out just how beautifully complex humans are because we tuck memories away in so many parts of our psyche that come out. Like we touch buttons. Um, you know, it's like having a lake and the lake is normalcy and the water is normalcy. And then like when we start to drain the water, we start to see things that have been hidden at the bottom of the lake. Yeah. So we're like, Oh, that's an old refrigerator. Uh, someone <laughs> threw in there. I wonder what's inside there. And it's, there's no shame. And, needing healing like i yeah. said before weakness is not a negative thing weaknesses our weaknesses tether us to each other because if we're strong that um if we're only strong then who can make friendships with a brick wall right we if we yeah. need nothing um weakness allows for us to connect with each other in ways that we would never have imagined were good yeah. Wow. I love the way that you, <laughs> you described that. That's so beautiful and so true. Um, so I want to ask you more about this post of yours, about this downward spiral of internalized fat phobia. So maybe can we start with just like what your um, initial thoughts are and like what internalized fat phobia is? Yeah. So if you've ever known a fat person who makes 
comments about, oh, I just need to lose weight. I hate being fat. Mm. Um, I wish I weren't fat. All my problems could be solved if I were fat. Mm-hmm. That is, that is evidence. And I have lived this out and still am tearing this down mm-hmm. that even fat people have taken the beliefs of our culture that their bodies are unworthy, bad, needing to make be smaller. Um, and that being fat is the worst thing that can happen to a person. Yeah. And we say internalized fat phobia because we, we all know that fat phobia exists in our culture, mm-hmm. that fat bodies are um, ridiculed and reprimanded. Um, and when I talk about fatness and things that I'm realizing about my body, that it's good, that I don't need to make it smaller, I have a lot of fat people talk to me and say, I'm fat too, and I know my body's not okay. Mm. <clears throat> so the internalization is believing the lies of diet culture. Yes. Um, so internalized fat phobia can, can lead me into this, um, these beliefs that just kind of create this perfect storm of I'm not worth anything because I'm fat. So it's, it's the beliefs that have been deeply mm-hmm. embedded within me that make me afraid of fatness, even if I'm already fat. You know, and I'm curious what you'll think of this, but it, like, it, it's kind of my perception that um, oftentimes people who are fat in fat bodies like experience internalized fat phobia at a heightened level, probably because they're going out, going out into the world and like, literally being hit with this stuff right from systemic fat phobia being hit from it from every angle so it's like they have even deeper beliefs that oh yeah this is really not okay to be in this body yeah um when when you hear something over and over again you believe it if you're not actively fighting against it and even then you can believe it yeah and i i'm not sure if regular quote regular or thin people understand the burden of being fat in our culture yeah Um, that there is never a time there's never a place that's safe Mm. from body commentary specifically aimed at size yeah and that was that is one of my main focuses to make places of worship safe because Mm -hmm. they should be the safe place. And they're so often a hotbed of fat phobia. Um, Yeah. And I just, sometimes I'll, I'll be speaking to someone who's not a person of size Mm -hmm. and I realize, and I'm almost jealous that they don't know about how deep it is. Um, because it can feel incredibly unfair <laughs> yeah. and it can feel um, like you're trying to convince someone of something that it definitely exists, but people really listen to experience. <laughs> so if they haven't experienced it, they don't necessarily just take it at face value when you tell them what's happening. Yeah. But it's also making me think of, like you said, people listen to experience, but I'm thinking about how, 
Um, you know, I've talked about a few times on the podcast recently and had some guests on to talk about like that this kind of movement with particularly like the anti-diet culture. And that's something that I'll say, like I've focused on a lot in my work um, is being led by people in thinner bodies, right? You know, kind of the the same, like the thin um, cisgender, you know, thin white women. Um, and it's like, we're the people with the, and I'm, you know, kind of putting myself in that group, we're the people with the least experience. And yet people are coming to us to learn about, you know, weight stigma and fat phobia and all these things. And uh, it's just ironic and it doesn't make sense when we're not the ones that have lived it. Right. I, I have a, I'm of a mixed mind on how I feel about that. Um, at, at first it can be frustrating as a fat yeah. activist to, it's kind of like um, what women experience when, when a woman has an idea and then a man takes it that he's listened to, you know? Yeah. Um, but so in the first place I ha I have, and still work through some frustration of this is what I've been saying for years. But on the other hand, I am a practical person. Like mm -hmm. if people are going to listen to someone, I don't care who it is. Right. And so like Christy Harrison yeah. with, with the Food Psych podcast, yeah. she has a gift of communicating. And yeah, she's a thin white woman, but she owns her privilege and says, listen, yeah. I, I want to share that I don't have these experiences um, completely because we're all affected by diet culture. Sure. but but um spending whatever privilege i have mm -hmm. on behalf of the marginalized that's that's my goal so for me as a white cisgendered fat woman i have a ton of privilege yeah. being white and cisgendered and um like heterosexually married and yeah. you know i have the the normal everything about my life is normal except that i'm fat yeah. So spending that privilege. Um, and so to see people spending their privilege and lifting up marginalized voices, sharing their platform, that's really, that's really encouraging to me and very good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of good in it. And I think, um, uh, yeah, Christy's podcast is, is it, I mean, actually it's what brought me to this space in the first place, oh. you know? Um, way back so it's like you know it's she's making waves and other people can make waves as well and i think like like you said it's like it's hopefully it's those people um do what they can to elevate the more marginalized voices um could you talk a little bit more on that post that you have about internalized fat phobia and like some of those thoughts and maybe like your thoughts on how to start combating that yeah so let me ask that your listeners, if they've ever been in this situation, and I'll tell a little story the night that I wrote this, actually. So sitting uh, in a chair, my kids have gone to bed, and I'm like, oh, my body hurts, which takes me to, hmm, I bet I wouldn't hurt if I weighed less, mm -hmm. which takes me to, oh, why did I let myself get so fat in the first place, mm -hmm. which goes to my body's current pain is all my fault and could have been avoided if I had more self-control, if I were not so lazy, if I had made smarter choices. And at this point I am 
down in the spiral. Mm -hmm. And I have come to the decision that feels logical at the time that my pain and my struggle are all my fault and I deserve this. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to come out of that place. So when I recognize that I'm starting to go down the spiral or if I'm at the bottom of the spiral, I, I have to start with the, the lie that I'm closest to, like a ladder. So I'm down in this hole and I've just said that all of my pain and all of my struggle is my fault. And therefore, because I caused it, I deserve it. Mm. Well, I have to recognize when I'm in that place, pain is not unique to fat bodies. People in thin or average sized bodies experience pain too. And so I have to say my pain is not necessarily related to the size of my body. Mm-hmm. And even if it was, pain is not a punishment that I've earned because I'm fat. That is a way of thinking about the world that needs to change. I try to think of how I deal with my kids or how I would have dealt with myself as a child. Oh my goodness. If my, you know, if my child eats something and it, it makes their stomach hurt, I'm not, I'm, I might internally say, well, you shouldn't have eaten so much, but that's being a horrible parent. (laughs) Like (laughs) I, I say we're food consumption is morally neutral. I'm so sorry that your stomach is hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if next time your stomach hurts when you eat this particular food, you know, maybe it's an allergic reaction or something. Yeah. To take away the morality of the of food decisions is huge. So once I can say that my pain is not all my fault and I don't deserve it then I can go up to the next step in the ladder, which is I could have avoided all this if I weren't so lazy, if I made smarter choices. Um, To counter this thought, I have to recognize that bodies of all sizes, of all shapes, of all abilities, of all fitness levels, experience pain for which no one is to blame. Pain doesn't have to be anyone's fault. Sometimes it just is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the weather changes and my joints ache and that is not anyone's fault. It's just, you know, pressure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And and that's morally neutral, but we, when we feel pain, we're so inclined to ask the question, whose fault is this? And sometimes it just is. So that's so helpful. I think that's going to, I'm sure that resonates with a lot of people. Um, I think there's, you know, something really powerful about like you're talking about, like um, removing the blame, removing it as this idea that like it's a punishment or something that you deserve and kind of really what this whole like um, exercise that you just walked us through is doing too is just like introducing compassion for yourself. Yeah. I mean, if we can have compassion on ourselves, it just changes the whole day. <laughs> and by day, I mean life, <laughs> like the whole, um, 
if our bodies are made for relationship and not for perfection or flawlessness, goodness, I can have a relationship with myself um, mm-hmm. that is that is compassion centered, um, and that is not about performance. We're not performance machines. We're we're humans that live and breathe and um, create. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and creativity is not dependent on body size. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's powerful. I feel like that's a message everyone needs to hear. (laughs) Um, Amanda, can you, I guess like I always like to think about the person who's listening to this episode that like they're hearing everything you're saying and they're like, okay, like I needed to hear this um, or I need to learn more. So what would be your your advice for that person that this message is really resonating with? You need to learn more. Mm -hmm. Find the medium that you enjoy the most, whether that be social media or reading books or listening to podcasts or listening to books um, or watching shows. Find, find something you already enjoy and start introducing more fat, positive messages, whether that be, um, like some fat women that I really mm. enjoy, um, the fat girl book club by Jen Radke. She's awesome. And she has, she and another fat woman talk through books on fatness. And so I'm in a season of my life that I, I cannot read a book really well <laughs> because there's so much going on, mm-hmm. but I can listen to a podcast. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're, this is a relationship journey. And so you're not to know that you're not alone and to find someone who's doing this to, to join in with. Um, I mean, this podcast is great. Christy Harrison's podcast is mm. great. Um, and if you're on Instagram, just look up fat acceptance and start um, getting into seeing fat bodies that are not portrayed as the villain or the bully or um, gross, right? Yes. Um, and there's just, there's so much out there that I'm like, I don't, if you just start looking, you'll find it. <laughs> yeah, you'll keep uncovering more and more. Um, Amanda, can you mention again, like some of those things you mentioned at the beginning, um, about like where people can find you and what things you have to offer. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram your body is good. And that's where I doodle. Um, and by doodling, I mean, just, I just write out things I'm thinking about. Um, and I do body image coaching and my link is in my Instagram profile. Um, I have an Etsy shop and then my book is lovely how I learned to embrace the body God gave me. My podcast is fat and faithful. And I'm trying to think what else do I have to (laughs) offer? (laughs) Um, Yeah. All, all of the things you can find through my Instagram. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything you did today. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Kirsten. Of course. 
All right, that is a wrap on this episode of Intuitive Bites. If you want to hear more from Amanda, you can find her on Instagram at yourbodyisgood. And she has an underscore between each of the words in her username. Also, if you want to get in on that uh, webinar that I'm hosting on June 20th, again, just go to the link in my bio on Instagram at the intuitive underscore RD, and you can just click the link, uh, pay 10 bucks, and you'll be registered and get all of the details on how to get into the webinar. Um, And then also forgot to mention at the beginning of the episode, so if you're still with me, um, I am releasing my Introduction to Body Image Healing course um, tomorrow after this this is being released, um, which is June 1st. So if you pre-order it today or if you get it tomorrow, the day that it's released, um, you'll get it for $39. I'm going to increase the price after um, this initial release of the course. So definitely get that if you're interested at all. Basically, I created a course with a bunch of tools that I use with my one-on-one coaching clients. Um, I recognize that not everyone has the resources to do one-on-one coaching, but there's so much body image work that needs to be done by so many people in this space. It's it's kind of the it ends up being the core of a lot of this work for many people. So um, I just wanted to kind of get these resources out to more people. So that also can be um, ordered through the link in my bio on Instagram. Um, or you can always go to my website and get the link there as well. All right, guys, I hope you have a good week and you're hopefully enjoying some nice weather. And I'll talk to you really soon.